1: Hey, Endless Honeymoon Podcast listeners, it's Moshe, not Natasha. Only I am going to Portland, Oregon to the Helium Comedy Club, July 15th through the 17th. Tickets are on sale right now at portland.heliumcomedy.com. Welcome. Welcome. To the Endless Honeymoon Podcast.
0: I'm Natasha
1: and I'm Moshe and we are conducting this podcast over zoom because we're not in the same state and it makes for some really smooth conversations
0: this will be over with soon thank you for hanging in there with us while we have these uh, um, difficulties being in the same room but I was able to fly home for two days and I surprised my daughter and Moshe told her, he said for me to FaceTime, and so I was FaceTiming with her, and then I surprised her, and he told her that he had a surprise, and so I was I had-
1: like, I was like, I got a big surprise for you. If you take a nap, there'll be a really good surprise for you. So I gave her the the, the FaceTime, and I was like, Mom's on the phone before your surprise. Check out Mom; she wants to talk to you on the phone.
0: And then I walked in the door while I was talking to her, and she was a little confused.
1: She's like, "Mom, it's you. You're here."
0: Yeah, that's she was very confused. But then we we hugged and stuff. And then she was like, "Where's my surprise?" And then Moshe was like, "Mom's your surprise." And then she cried for I'd say fifty minutes.
1: It became clear that the surprise your mom is here was not a sufficient surprise for our child
2: so
0: she cried for so long almost an hour i don't want mom to
2: be this surprise <laughs> i don't want mom to be this surprise
0: and so that's after not seeing my kid for two weeks that's how i was treated And And
1: I was trying to tell, I was trying to tell our kid, I was like, you might not want mom to be the surprise, but daddy is about to smash tonight. It's good for me. But she did not care.
0: But yeah, that was really, but you know, it's just a kid, right? But then if someone told me their kid did that, I would be like, wow, that kid sounds like a brat.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about it like that. I just thought, my thought was she was just confused. And she was like, just out of it. She'd just taken a nap. All of a sudden, this lady who she can barely remember walks in. She's like, who's this lady? Is this a new nanny? You know what I mean? And I got to recontextualize like, no, this is your mom. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so that wasn't a great homecoming. And now I'm back in Atlanta.
1: But wait, wait. Later that evening, pretty good homecoming, right? You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, when we smash? You know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what
0: you're saying. Yeah,
1: when we smash a rude. Yeah, Yeah. when you and I smash a re-need. Yeah. then I got to make up for all the like. Now, that's one of those nice Zoom pauses you've heard so much about. Now, if you're listening home right now and you haven't done any Zoom meetings or Zoom podcasting, you might be wondering what all the hullabaloo is about. Well, it was about moments like the one you just heard.
0: Well, I just got off a flight and I was getting on a connecting flight to Atlanta. It's a long story. My flight was delayed, and this woman was at the front gate, and she was yelling at the at the you know woman who's what are they at the front gate? It's not a um,
1: flight attendant. Like yeah, they're women. No, no women. You call them the woman. <laughs> You go and actually, if you ever go to the airport, if you ever go to the airport and you want to get their attention, you say, hey, woman, even if it's not a woman, you just go, hey, woman, and then the woman will turn and give her attention.
0: So she worked for Delta and then she was, I don't know what she told this woman, woman, but the the customer got so mad, she screamed and started kicking her own suitcase. And Mm. so then I was like, okay, I have to find out if this chick's going to be on my plane. Because, you know, I'm reading all these articles, like there's so much unruly stuff on the planes and my mom's like all scared for me to fly. She keeps forwarding. Oh, that's
1: right. No, your mom mom called the other day and she's like, hon, I hope you're not flying Delta. Don't fly Delta. Because there was an incident on a Delta flight the other day. I'm like thinking to myself, like, it's not like a crime happened on Delta. Therefore, Delta is the crime airline. That's like saying like, Someone was shot in Poughkeepsie the other day. Avoid upstate New York. Is Poughkeepsie in New York? It is, right? Yeah. Give me a shout out for that hot analogy.
0: But yeah, basically, uh, this this story doesn't really have any kind of, It does not going anywhere because I asked and the woman wasn't on the flight. But I was thinking, should I move? Oh, then I sat down next to a guy who was like, mm-hmm. you could already like hear him breathing under his mask. Mm-hmm. And it was like a four and a half hour flight. And I was very close to him because it was like a smaller plane. Yeah. And then I was like, I asked the flight attendant if I could move <laughs> seats. <laughs> but then I felt bad because it was like, he just was like, you know when you can hear people breathe and his mask was kind of like barely on his face. I just think that I'm like one of those like paranoid people now.
1: I think you're a white woman.
0: No, but you know, like people who have like OCD, like I never had that. And right. now I feel like I'm kind of, like, I remember my brother worked at the W. And who was that guy who was married to Liza Minnelli?
1: Um, Barry M- Manilow?
0: No, he was some weird guy named David. He was like some rich guy. Hold on. Let me find out. David Guest. Yeah, she was married to that guy, David Guest. And my brother said when he delivered him his room service, he walked in and David Guest was in like gloves and had put saran wrap all over everything in the hotel room so that like no germs would get on anything.
1: (laughs) Well, that's funny you mentioned gloves because I got a friend who right after the pandemic was like winding down and everybody's vaccinated. We got together for dinner, me and him and a few other friends. He was, oh, I'm still not touching people. And I was like, well, like, what do you? Okay, what do you? Fine, no problem. But like, I patted him on the back accidentally, and he's like, ah. And it's like, there's no world in which COVID comes to you, vis a vis your my palm and your jacket into your shoulder into your lungs. But, you know, I was talking to him. I was like, you know, eventually you're going to have to move past this. And last week I got a picture of him and he's uh found a way to shake hands again, And which is that he brings a surgical glove with him everywhere. And he's a comedian. So he puts on a surgical glove to shake the MC's hand when they introduce him. I'm like, that's not better. That's It's much less... A normal to shake someone's hand like that than to say i'm not shaking people's hand like stay in the no touch don't put the glove on and be like now we can touch nobody wants to touch your glovy hand
0: or do that toe tap they do in asian don't aren't they doing that now in asian countries
1: in, yeah the Wu, the wuhan uh toe toe bump instead of a fist bump I've they do a toe a bump
0: elbow smashing too
1: yeah, smashing elbows. That's what we did when you came home, Natasha. That night, you and me, we smashed elbows till the break of dawn, knocking <laughs> elbows.
0: Wait, but I, I do have to say though, one thing: you you could get COVID sitting next to a heavy breather on a plane without a mask.
1: Sure, I'm trying, I guess. I'm are trying you trying vaccinated?
0: Like, yeah, but you know, I'm. You're good. To variant chase.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bug chaser. You know, what bug chasers are no bug chasers are people were or people in the gay community that that was like a, a people that were like chasing the hiv they were like having lots of unprotected sex They're called bug chasers i don't think i'm making that up uh but anyway that's you you're like a delta chaser oh actually you flew delta you flew delta and you already got the delta variant maybe that's what your mom was warning you about actually she wasn't saying don't fly delta she's like beware the delta variant
0: I'll tell you what, when I sit down on a plane, I want one thing.
1: Yes, a, a light breather? Next to me. A light breather? Woman. <laughs>
0: woman, please. I will you take know, one woman, please.
1: Me too. When I get on a plane, I ask the stewardess. I'm like, do you have a woman I could sit next to? They never respond well. <laughs> they do not think that's cool at all. Let me. Can I tell you something positive about the Delta variant, by the way? What? They got those really good biscotti cookies. If you get the Delta variant uh, strain of COVID, it comes with one of those like thin brown biscotti cookies. That's a Delta Airlines joke, folks. What's that?
0: No one thinks those are good except you.
1: Those cookies are fucking bomb. Give me those cookies over some Southwest peanuts any day of the week.
0: Guess what kind of food they had on my flight.
1: Let me guess. Uh, Beef bourguignon?
0: Nothing. Lobster?
1: Nothing.
0: Even even peanuts or anything available for purchase, nothing. Damn. But it makes sense because like how is everyone they tell you to keep your mask on like four hundred times during the flight, so no wonder people are having outbursts.
1: That's why I'm <laughs> going for my big my big rollout of my big idea for flights to prevent COVID and keep us satiated. Uh it's called a feed bag. And we give, it, instead of surgical masks, horse horse feed bags. So it has the uh, viral protective function there, uh, of, of, the, of the mask, but it's got like a bunch of like barley and oats and honey and stuff in there. And you can kind of chaw on it throughout your flight.
0: Sounds like that's where we're headed.
1: I hope so, honey. And you know what else? Because doesn't a nice mouthful of raw barley sound nice on a flight?
2: <laughs> yeah, it does.
1: Honey, you know what sounds nice to me? What? A mouthful of nice calls from a listener.
0: Okay, let's take a call. Okay, let's talk to Chelsea in Columbus, Ohio. Chelsea. Hi. Hi, Chelsea.
1: Chelsea, I have a question for you before we get started. Okay. What is the most popular regional snack food of columbus
0: Mm. sounds Uh, like mosha knows and he.
1: i don't know i'm curious like do you is there some columbus shit like the columbus dog or like columbus corn or anything like that some shit you have that nobody else has
3: i don't think so like we have a very good like international food scene
1: yeah well that's what i've always heard you know they say if you want really good international food you want to go to uh, london Paris, uh, New York, of course, and then there's always Columbus.
2: Why did you ask her that
0: question, Moshe?
1: I just thought it was a good icebreaker. I didn't realize Chelsea would not be giving up any kind of Columbus cuisine secrets. Forget it, Chelsea. Just tell us why you called.
3: No, I, I want to I draw. I, I cannot emphasize enough how good the food is because I was just in San Francisco last month
1: and I was disappointed. Be careful. Okay. Be very careful. You're now treading into straight up disrespect. Wait, you were
0: disappointed with San Francisco hot off of a Columbus, Ohio. Uh
1: hmm. were well, there not enough chili dogs or something?
0: Columbus <laughs>
3: is small enough that like when someone who wants to bring like ethnic food to the scene, like it has to be the best or it's not gonna make it.
1: That's so crazy cuz that's what I always say about San Francisco, not because of how small it is, but because the quality is so high that if you come with some bunk, bunk shit, it'll go out of business real quick. So it makes all of the food raise. But I guess I don't know what I'm talking about, Chelsea. I'm just a Bay Area native who ate there my whole life and you spent a weekend there and decided it paled in comparison to Columbus.
3: Well, when the next time you come through Columbus, try our delicious Tibetan uh, dumplings and tell us way you think
0: that sounds good where do i that go does sound i'll go to good. columbus just for some dumplings.
3: yeah go to our uh, north market it's got all the things
0: what is in a I
2: tibetan that.
1: dumpling
3: uh i don't know but it's spicy so i can't eat it
1: is it, is it <laughs> why the- are you recommending it you don't even know if it's good
3: because Col- the, Col- the citizens of columbus voted it as on yelp according to yelp it is the highest. Rated food.
1: Okay, we're going is to there, Columbus is, to get some dumplings. I want Tibetan to know what dumplings.
0: kind of meat is in it, though. She's got me all excited about these dumplings.
1: Yeah, you don't know nothing gets Natasha hornier than talk <laughs> of a dumpling.
3: You have to look it up. It's called Momo momogar Gar G H A R. Well, good. To all right.
1: Know. Well, now we know that Columbus, Ohio, is the uh, headquarters for for Himalayan food in the Midwest, and that San Francisco is a culinary wasteland. Chelsea why did you contact us?
3: So I recently um, connected with a former high school classmate and um, so we started talking to each other through Instagram and then like a week later we were on our first date with each other and it it went really well I, I think but he did he he emphasized multiple times like before the date that he didn't date like since before the pandemic and during the pandemic he didn't date at all and he just wanted to like reiterate that like I'm very anxious about this date and so he just wanted to make it clear that like he has issues with his anxiety but the first date went well. I didn't notice he he didn't seem anxious at all Um, and then the second date he did have like noticeable anxiety. And then I, and then after that second date, like I could, he immediately like pulled away, like he wasn't texting. And if he did text, like it took like hours for him to reply. So I finally, I called him out on it. And I said like, are you not interested anymore? What's up?
1: Can I ask you a question before you finish the story? Mm -hmm. What was the noticeable anxiety?
3: Um, I mean he just like straight up like said he's anxious and um like I wanna I don't wanna like embarrass him too if he listens to the podcast, but it was like you know yeah. when things were getting like
2: Did he uh, kiss himself?
3: No, no, like, <laughs> just like being like awkward.
0: Do you really like okay.
3: him? Yeah, like we have a lot of shared interests, which is like kind of hard to find um
1: right i heard he's the one other man in the columbus area that can't stomach a tibetan dumpling (laughs) wait let her finish the story all right go ahead what happened next
3: um okay so what was the last question you asked
1: no you were saying that you straight up wrote to him and asked him what's up
3: yeah and he said that Um, so I think he felt embarrassed about how like anxious he was after the second date. And, um, so he, he said that like, he needs to work on it and he thinks that we, he, he wrote it as like, I don't not want to see you, but I don't want to commit to you.
1: Hmm. Wow. A guy that doesn't want to commit. That is, that's a new one. I, uh, gosh, but I haven't heard of this you know, before. Like,
3: it makes it sound like he, it makes him come off like he's trying to be a fuck boy. But like, I don't, I genuinely don't see him being that way. I really do think it's like the anxiety. And like, if he put, if we put a label that well, we want you, to be a You don't
0: know him, you don't know him well enough to know what his, if, if it really is anxiety or he's dating three people, maybe that's why he has anxiety. But it sounds like you don't think that's it.
1: You think he's not a fuck boy, he's a fear boy. Yeah. Can I ask you a very personal question? Okay. What goes in a Tibetan dumpling? No, here's my question. Did you guys have sex the first date? No. Okay. Oh, no, I just wanted to make sure because you're like, I I would have hated for this to be like, he's he's not a fuck boy conversation. And then every bit of information we get about him is, fuck boy city, welcome to fuck boy town. Columbus is the home of the fuck boy, fuck boy dumpling. So okay, you guys haven't like gone all the way together. So he's really not a fuck boy. God. Yeah, it.
3: Like, it was like an old-fashioned first date It just ended like with like a
0: peck
2: on
1: the, you know. Gotcha.
3: Like, peck yeah, on the woman,
1: dumpling.
0: As a woman, um I would say you know, it's only been a couple dates. So it's like you guys aren't really in a place to commit and if he's like, "I don't really know if I want to commit yet." I think like Especially if he has real anxiety, like making it easy for him and light. I always try to like, especially in the beginning, like just like make things light. You guys don't know anything about each other, really. You're just reconnecting after all these years. You know, it's like I don't think it's it's necessary to put pressure or for for him to put pressure on you or for any of it. You know what I mean, like. I would just, if someone said that to me early on, like, I don't know if I can be committed. I would just be like, well, I don't know if I can be committed either. I want to get to know you more, you know, like let's have dinner or do something fun in a week or, you know, like keeping it light as opposed to like, well, is it your anxiety that makes you not want to commit to me after two dates? You know, like, I'm not saying you did that, but I'm just saying like, I don't know, put it back on him. Like, I don't know what I want to do either. Ha, 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 ha. Let's do something in a week you know, and get to know each other. Cause it sounds like maybe you're both a little shy and you have a lot in common and you know, that's, he's not going to find that somewhere else and you might not find that somewhere else, but maybe you will, you know? And so I just think like keeping it light and watering this relationship a little bit and not pressing him for anything. And if he keeps saying that you can just be like, yeah, I know. I, I don't really know what I, I want either. Unless it's been like many months, has it?
3: no oh, it's just
1: been two weeks it's been not even many moons i uh think that what natasha just said was straight up as we call it in the podcasting industry wisdom some straight <laughs> up wisdom like for real that's the exact right response to a dude that like you're not sure if his uh if his thing is anxiety, or just a lack of willingness to commit is not to be like, I'm going to come in here and give you medicine for that anxiety. It's to be like, I don't even care. I'm back here chilling. It's all good. Like, let me tell you a little story of the night I fell in love with Natasha. I had, I had a, a growth on my neck at a certain point it was a little like a little thing. And anyway, I went to a a plastic surgeon and I got it lasered off, right? But they lasered too much. And by the time it was time for my second date with Natasha, I had this fucking giganto abscess sore on my neck. And I was like, dang, Natasha's looking at me like she wants me to stop telling this story. But I'm going to tell you because it's the most romantic story involving an abscess you'll ever hear. And I was so filled with anxiety that I finally just was like being shady and, Like, I don't know if I should come over. And she was like, what's going on? I go, I just, I have this sore, okay? I've got a sore. And she was like, oh, I don't care about that. Just come over. And I came over and she looked at it and she's like, that's nothing. And we watched a movie. And I swear to God, like her, the way that she dealt with my embarrassment and anxiety made me just feel so like this woman is like, has my back and isn't stressing me out, and is just—I don't know. Somehow she did judo on my anxiety, and it made me fall in love with her. So that's what I think you do. You don't run straight at it. You just go. I don't care about your anxiety. I just want to get dinner again.
0: Okay. Be a, be a human bubble bath for a few weeks.
1: Totally. Be, be a, a to dumpling.
0: I think the,
3: I think the biggest issue for me is just like knowing myself. Like I have anxious attachment. And so knowing that at any moment, he could just like pull away again and be like, no, I don't want this anymore, like would stress me out too much.
1: Well, now it's time for you to work on your issues. You're like over here going like, what about this guy's issues? It's like this advice that Natasha gave you is probably good for both of your issues. It's both good for his anxiety about being in a relationship and your anxiety about approaching a relationship and then not going your way. Take it easy both directions. You can't go wrong by taking it easy.
0: And you just said that you guys have a lot of things in common. So maybe you can even suggest the next thing you do, you know, and have it be this fun thing and try to transfer your focus in the moment about, about the him and having fun in the moment and taking it, you know, not taking it for granted, because I think that trying to be in the moment and having fun, especially in the beginning part of a relationship, these are like the memories that you're going to have, like how Moshe, is so sprung on me now because I did that so long ago
1: mm-hmm. I've got all these beautiful sore related memories that I cherish every day but here's my really you just said something that like set my red flag machine off and I want to make sure that uh, that I say it my one of my biggest bits of advice for dating when you're young and one of the hardest le- earned lessons for me is the more is that all the time you spend analyzing, Your relationship, your your early relationship to see if both of you are still into it and whether or not it's going to be commitment. All that time you spend analyzing whether one party or the other party is into it enough or you're having an appropriate amount of feelings for each other or commitment to each other in the beginning is time that you don't get to enjoy the early part of your relationship. It's time that should be spent in, in enjoyment. Believe me, at 7 years, 8 years with Natasha, every day is fucking agony. It's pure agony. The only reason we're together is to do this podcast, right, Tosh?
0: Also our kid.
1: Yeah, and our kid as well, but we consider both of these like children to us. But the beginning part is like supposed to be fun. That's what somebody once said to me. I was calling my my AA sponsor and go with all this like stuff about some relationship I was in, and he's like, "You know this is supposed to be fun, right?" And it was like a mind boggle. I was like, "Wow." Yeah. Relationships are supposed to be fun, particularly in the beginning. So get out of your head and into your experience, into your body.
0: But I know that's really easy to say and it's hard to put into practice. So that's why...
1: We started um, a podcast saying things instead of actually doing them.
0: (laughs) Can you think of something that you guys would really like to do together that would be fun?
3: Yeah, I was was going to try to introduce him to more of Columbus's wonderful
2: options of ethnic cuisine. (gasps)
1: Take him to the dumpling. Ask the dumpling maker, can I get an extra mild dumpling, please? See what they say. They might say no-no to that Momo, but you never know unless you ask.
0: And you know what? Maybe he isn't the one like trying to hold on so tight, you know, it's like trying to hold on to like water or something, you know, you're just like, uh, is this the one? He better be the one that I'll never meet anyone else. I have the same, you know, we all go through that in the beginning. Like there's so many dudes I thought I would like marry or get tattooed on me. And they're like such losers. So, but you
1: know, when it's, you know when it's not time to find out whether or not his anxiety is going to prevent you from falling for each other, for from him being able to commit to to you, or your attachment anxiety is going to be flared up if you overly commit to him and then he pulls away. You know when the time not to figure that out is? Between dates two and three. That is not the time for you to be doing this analysis. That comes later. Like, you don't need to figure that out now. It's like the very beginning. This is like, you're bar- you had a peck, and you had a dinner and a peck, and that's it. Now you're like, oh, I don't know if I should have a dumpling with him because perhaps he's not serious. And then if I commit to him, then my anxiety will go through the roof, and then I'll get heartbroken and I'll spin out. This is like fucking have a dumpling.
3: Okay. Well, my other question though is because, like, because you guys were friends before you decided to be in a relationship. Um. So. Do you think that would be a better option? Like, if we both build that trust as platonic friends and like not engage in any romantic stuff.
0: That's just more things that you're trying to like put on him, you know. And it's like
1: analyze and analyze. Yeah, you're like you're doing game theory. Like, what if I do this and then I'll get this.
0: And I think like some practical advice since he's the one bringing it up and stuff don't don't ask him any questions about it like for all purposes you don't really need to know right now either i mean that's how i would play it i would just if he's got anxiety and he wants to keep bringing it up and if he keeps bringing it up then it's like maybe he's not the right maybe it's not a match you know but like i don't know i would plan on doing the vibe that that you want right yeah you guys and this whole
1: thing This is another game people play with themselves or go, What if I was just friends with the guy who I was like falling for one hour ago? Now I'm friends with you. It's like it's too late. (laughs) You're not friends. You're already not friends.
0: Another way for you to get power by telling him that the next time you're out, you're like, Listen, I took you out for dumplings just so you know. I think it's probably better because of your anxiety. Again, making it all about him and his needs and desires and wants and you know, things that he doesn't know if he wants. And I hate when we make it all about the men, you know? I
1: like, and I like it. That's the difference between Natasha and I. But I love it when we make it all about the men. I think it's appropriate and the right way to be. But let me ask you this, Chelsea, do you want to go out to dumplings with him? Yes. Ask him out to dumplings. It seems very simple.
0: And don't bring up his anxiety.
1: Right. Bring up his dumplings. Okay. Peace.
0: And just see how it goes a little bit more, but but don't try to back out, don't try to analyze it, don't try to corner him, and you know just try to like float down that river raft or whatever it is, you know just have fun
1: float down that river raft, well, eat you know, that like dumpling if you go
0: on a raft, and you kind of like
1: yeah, lazy, river. lazy river, go down the lazy river
2: we do that of in-
1: love. Too. Oh, you guys have Lazy Rivers in Columbus? Now that fits more into what I think when I think Columbus. A Lazy River. It's not a vibrant, multi-ethnic, international food scene. It's lots of Lazy Rivers. Maybe I need to go to Columbus more. All right, we're coming to Columbus.
3: Yeah, the funny
0: bone is open.
1: Beautiful. All right, Chelsea, good luck to you.
0: Good luck, honey. You.
1: Okay, bye-bye. She was sweet.
0: Sounds fun to be young, asking someone out for dumplings.
1: It sounds fun, and it also sounds like agony doesn't it like there's such a part of it that i remember and i'm like god i'm glad i don't have to do that anymore
0: i want to ask i want to ask some younger girls if they ask guys out a lot because i never would ask a guy out
1: i think it's a new world but i'm what i'm i think that like all this like analysis that's what i really don't miss like this whole like do they? Will they? What should I do? Well, if I do this, then maybe this will happen, and then this result. will, it's just like, ugh. I'm just. I know where I'm at with you. I know that you're barely tolerating me, and I love it. <laughs> Let's do some secrets, Tosh. Okay.
2: Hi, Natasha and Mosha. Um. Oh wait. Sorry. Hi, Mr. Uh, Kasher and Miss Legero. Um, Thank you. I am calling because I had sex the other night with a new guy and I don't mean to make shame but he just had like a really skinny penis and it was like long but it was also just really skinny and it made me feel like I had a, a giant vagina which I don't think I do like I've never had this experience before but it was just so, um, ugh, I really didn't like it. It was, like, really unattractive to me. Um, but, yeah, I did it, and it's over now, I guess, but we'll definitely not be doing it again. So, anyway, thanks. Love the show. Bye.
1: Mm.
0: Her secret is that she had sex with someone with not a perfect penis.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the club, honey. It's called being a lady.
0: Well, isn't it like what a guy does with his dick and also like how he carries himself? Like I've had very small penises. No offense, Moshe. Um, What do you
1: mean? What do you mean? Oh, uh, hold on.
0: (laughs) I've had very small ones. I had one of those skinny ones. You feel like you're getting kind of poked. But, you know, it's I've had huge where it like fucking hurts and you have like infections or you get like. um,
1: Thank you. Finally, you bring me up in a real genuine way.
0: They call it Mosha honeymoon disease, or or honeymoon something, and it's like you get um, you have to drink cranberry juice. You get a UTI, UTI because the dick is so big. I think I don't know. Wait,
1: you get a UTI because the dick is so how big is it? His urethra is like won't even fit in, so he's just peeing <laughs> on you. It's just like a four three foot urethra.
0: there's an automatic saying, UTI. That's not Listen. great either. So I'm just saying, it's like you know. I think a guy can work with anything but you know maybe you were also not really that into the guy it sounds like it sounds like you just kind of want to erase this from your memory
1: right you want to take that pencil dick turn it upside down and erase it from your memory <laughs> the eraser from the pencil dick i mean look no one can help the way their body was made and you know what? Sometimes you just don't have physical chemistry with people, and it's best to move on. Because he probably deserves somebody that enjoys the way his penis feels. And that's I all I want to say about that.
0: I bet someone could write a pencil dick pretty good.
1: Sure. There's somebody out there who's just like, oh, give me a pencil to stick in my sharpener.
0: Because it is it is long.
1: Yeah. Did you hear what I said, though? Stick it was really a, pretty much a perfect joke. Yeah, so I can create some shavings. <laughs> Squirting shavings. That's what she's doing guys. I think that was uh, the most beautiful comedy moment that's happened on this podcast. So, with that, Tosh, would you like to hear another secret?
2: Yeah.
4: Hey, Moshe. Hey, Natasha. Uh, my secret is, um, I'm white and, uh, I'm pale and I get sunburned easily. And, uh, I was sunburned the other day and, uh, few days later, I started to peel. I'm not sure if either of you have ever had that experience. Um, I'm not going to use sunblock happens to me quite regularly. Uh, anyway, uh, there's a period where you're kind of just like rubbing your skin. For me, it was my belly. And so I was kind of rubbing my belly to peel the skin off and kind of brush it off to me. However, um, I was doing that on my girlfriend's bed. And the side of the bed on the floor was an open bag of uh, chipotle tortilla chips chipotle earlier and uh, while i didn't directly see the flakes of my dead skin get into the tortilla chips uh they definitely got in there and, uh, the day, i think i took a nap and i woke up and i noticed my girlfriend was eating those tortilla chips and she asked me if i wanted any and rather than like uh, tell her the full story i just said you know thank you and uh so she was just eating them chips and i swear to god she mentioned that uh that they are tasting really good in the Chipotle no. the tortilla chips. So um that's my story. Uh my girlfriend ate uh my dead skin on tortilla chips. So
0: I think he that. added that last part that she was saying how good they tasted.
1: I believe it. You know, it probably had nothing to do with the uh skin. It, it Chipotle makes a very nice salty chip. And it probably was coincidence.
0: That's why I say no eating in bed. I tell Moshe don't eat chips in bed. He still does it. It's her fucking fault for having an open bag of chips in the bedroom.
1: Right. And I always say to Natasha, no molting in bed. And she does it anyway. She (laughs) loves to molt. So you know what? We we all have our cross there. I mean, listen, I would call that secret about as um, if there was a if there was a target for secrets that Natasha likes. That would be outside of that target. That's not in the zone. But if there was a target for secrets I think are pretty cool, well, I wouldn't say it was in that zone either. But I liked it. I thought it was cool. I'm glad your girlfriend ate your skin.
0: I would have to be in the honeymoon phase of a relationship to deal with just molting on the bed in general.
1: Well, listen, I got bad news for you. You're molting? Yeah, I'm molting, but in a real way. I'm I'm slowly taking off all of my skin and emerging a newer, better, softer me. Wait till you get home. You're going to not be able to believe it. My I'm skin perfect. is alabaster and soft like velvet right now. Love it. I love it too. You know what I love even more? What? The prospect of hearing another secret. Hey,
5: I have a secret that uh, I've been holding on to for a while, and it just recently resurfaced. Um, My wife and I just started hanging out with some old friends from high school, and one of them I was, like, friends with in, like, a super, extremely platonic way back in our freshman year. Um, So one day, we were over at her house, and she was milking a goat, which is strange but in, it was in such a weird way where her shorts like rode up and I could see her vagina in like a completely non-sexual scenario. Um, so I just kind of stood there staring at it, like maybe a little aroused, but mostly just interested because it was the first vagina I'd seen in real life. So she never found out. I never told anyone actually. It was just kind of a thing that stuck in my memory. Um but now that we're hanging out, I it just keeps kind of popping up in my memory. Uh I just had to get that off my chest. I love the show.
1: You guys are great.
5: Thanks for listening.
1: Well you know what he needs to do. What? Buy his wife a goat costume.
0: <laughs> I think I'd say and, buy his yeah. wife.
1: No, or that, but I'm just saying if he gets his wife in that goat zone, because you know what he's not telling us, but that's very obvious from context clues. This memory is not resurfacing. He's masturbating to it. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I know what you mean by resurfacing.
0: (laughs) But I will say to him, as tempted as you are to tell your wife or tell her As you guys are all laughing over popcorn, streaming, whatever it is that you guys all watch together. No one wants that memory. No one wants to know about it. Especially not her husband. It's the first time you saw a vagina.
1: Or Um, your wife.
0: Yeah, the wife doesn't want to know about it.
1: You Um, know what you could do if you need to tell somebody is go to a goat farm and whisper it in the ear of a goat. That's the way. You know what? You should fuck a goat. That seems like that's the secret.
0: No, sometimes it's fun to have a secret just for yourself. But now you told us. so Now you
1: know. the world knows.
0: And also, what a cool memory. The first time you saw a, a vagina, some, she was milking a goat. I, I think that's kind of cool.
1: Very classic. I think they talk about that in Waldorf school, I think, during sex education. Sometimes you come across a goat milker, and the goat milker's vagina is hanging from the shards. This is the woman's vagina. Listen, Tosh, My memory of you, my first sexual memory of you uh you were not milking a goat. I believe you were riding a goat onto the stage at the Hollywood improv. You remember when you used to come on stage riding a goat? what I'm just kidding, huh, but it's a cute image, isn't it?
0: I mean, definitely sounds funny.
1: <laughs>
0: great entrance I'm I know, know do that
1: animal it's cruelty though, we can't fun. do that anymore yeah it does seem like a lot of hassle where's my goat you're in the green room where's my goat
0: can you hold my goat i have to go to the bathroom
1: (laughs) (laughs) you give it like a you give some comedian in the green room like a rope that's connected to like a bell like we hold my goat for a second tosh uh speaking of goat i got a goat so let's say good night with one final thought that i have for you do you want to know what it is what? It's our Secrets Hotline phone number at 213-222-8608. If you've got a hot secret, go or ahead and can... leave it on the Secrets Hotline.
0: Or you can hit us up on email at endlesshoneymoonpod at Gmail or go to our Instagram. Or you know what? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave a comment. Tell people how much you, you like know, it to counter all the people who you... are saying rude shit. I never. Is been somebody saying United rude States. shit about us? No, I'm just assuming that someone's there being like shut up women should shut the fuck up or i don't know
1: yeah let that guy talk more they're probably like he rules right (laughs) hey you know they say we've got a lot of uh younger listeners and the reason we are able to keep so current and temporary with our younger listeners is because of things like when natasha said hit us up on email we know how you talk (laughs) and we know you're listening so hey hit us up on email if you're out there go ahead and hit us up on the electronic mail
0: email us
1: hey that's pretty good too natasha all that said i gotta tell you something
0: what
1: i love you
0: i love you too